Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hooper's Lab podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host, Riley. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. When does NBA free agency start? Because I've seen somewhere that they don't even know yet. Like, how do you not know when it starts? <laughs> wow, that's great. They have not announced the release date yet. Like, what? Adam Silver Wilder. I literally don't know when it is. Uh, oh, June 30th. Okay. The league, no, the four days ago, the league hasn't officially announced a date for free agency. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why not? They just, they just don't care, man. Oh, just, yeah, we'll just do it whenever. Yeah, you know, it's just whatever. I mean, teams are already have their deals already in, in play because we get to midnight at the free agency and everyone's already got their contract. It's like, uh, that's some tampering shit. Freaking tampering. Yeah, that's why there was only 58 draft picks in this year's draft. Yeah, I, I noticed, I, I saw that on the fucking, when they announced that on Twitter, they were like, with the last pick in the draft, the number 58. I was like, 58? Yeah, exactly. You can't have no more Isaiah Thomas guys going why was at 60. There, why was there only 50 58 picks? Because people say? had to forfeit their picks because of the tampering. I think it was the it was the Heat and the Bulls. The Heat and Bulls lost their picks for tampering because they um the deals were oh there's a fucking ant. Um <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Um their deals their deals were done, like, right at midnight, so there was tampering, because obviously they didn't just make, like, they were talking to the players and already made the deal before they were supposed to. So they yeah. had to forfeit their draft picks. Um, That's whack. Yeah, I know. It's very strange. And there's just, like, no one gets them. It's just weird. Um, so, yeah, two less players getting drafted as well. So that's kind of... It's interesting. That sucks for, that sucks for them. Like, the, those last two players? Like, I, I mean, know, like, 59 and 60, like, are you really going to... That's still I mean, an still NBA contract. On a... oh, yeah, that still is an NBA. That's true. That's, That's still, tough. like, fucking at least $600,000 that you're missing out on. Yeah, sure. Well, I guess they shouldn't be tampering. Um, <laughs> so, the NBA draft happened yesterday, and a lot of stuff I want to go through over. I feel like, compared to other drafts, this one went more... This one was more predictable, I think. Not in a bad way, but just like every team knew from the top what they were, what they wanted. Yeah, I think and, it went the way yeah. that most people wanted to see it go. Mostly, yeah. Like, obviously, there's some things that didn't go exactly how other people seen it. But I think for the most part, it was pretty standard for what people were projecting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about it. We'll start we'll start at the top, obviously. We're not gonna start at pick fifty-eight. We'll start with the first overall pick, the Orlando Magic. They surprised me, honestly. Even though Jabari isn't the guy I personally would have taken, it's still surprising. I was still surprised that they took Paulo. Yeah. Um, I wasn't surprised because I saw like fucking Woj, like, two hours before the draft, saying <laughs> that Paolo's the, the front runner. Like, how do you know this shit two hours before the draft? Okay, yeah. So that kind of changes for me. I seen it, like, right as it happened. The odds Yeah, no, I for... saw it, like, an hour and a bit before. A couple of days ago, the odds for Paolo to go number one was, like, very slim. And then a couple hours before the draft, once Woj dropped that bomb, 
then it was like a 50 50 chance but before it was like yeah so i mean if you would have looked at that then but yeah you like this pick for them so talk to me about paulo on the magic i just think paulo's the best scorer out of the three and i think the magic needed that score and like yeah. I think his potential, his potential to be the best scorer is through the roof. And I think he's most likely the guy out of the big three that you'd want to be your number one option. No, I can agree with that. Um, just and I think Jabari, I think Magic... Jabari is the least out of that. Like I'd want him. I'd rather yeah, have no, him exactly. as like a second option, which the Magic don't need. No, that makes sense. The Magic need their number one guy. Um, and in terms of creating their own shot, the Magic don't really have a guy that can do that. And Paulo is the guy that can do that while also being able to play, make, and run the floor. Um, yeah. And as, my, long as, yeah. as long as the Magic are, like, decent, I think you'll get to see him buy in defensively as well. They need to build the Eventually. pieces around Paulo. I think the problem for me why I wasn't having him here was because if you're looking at it just right now, um, I think that the Magic still have ways to go in order to support Paulo's game because I'm not sure if the shooting, how that's going to be at the next level, and that's kind of one concern that I had because um, I think he's the worst shooter out of the top three, and he's also the worst defender out of the top three. But, you know, the Magic have guys that, can play defense they have defenders yeah so but just about the shooting i think was one of the main problems for me so if they could just get more shooting and build that depth i think that the foundation is there with paulo and suggs on the rest of the core the thing is they have a lot of guys yeah i know it's very stacked and that's kind of a problem i have too is like they have a lot of guys they have a lot of guys but like you don't expect much from them as a team no, yeah, that's true. Like, the front court is pretty loaded right now. We don't know what's going to happen to Mo Bamba. There's Wendell Carter, Jonathan Isaac, whatever he's doing. The I know Paulo. <laughs> he's leaving. His ass, his ass is walking. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Okiki's also there. You've got Franz Wagner. You have Suggs. You have Cole Anthony. They're really just, like, point guards and front court. They don't really have, like, that wing play, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see how it all goes. But I think, in terms of rookie of the year odds, I think his is pretty high just because, in terms of NBA ready, yeah, out of NBA level talent, I think that um, he definitely has that. So, yeah, what what would you give like a grade if you had to grade it? What do you think it would be? I'd give it a school grade. An A. Okay. I'd probably give it like kind of grade is there. Well, I, I thought you were hesitating, so I just wanted to make sure that there was no confusion. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You're a bit stupid sometimes, so, you know. <laughs> um, I'd give it, like, an A-. minus. I think an A-. minus. I think it's hard to go wrong with any of the big three. That's another thing, too. Um, but, yeah, let's move on to the Thunder, Chad Holmgren. This one was kind of obvious. If he wasn't going first overall, then he would go here. And, I mean, the Thunder, I mean, we already talked about it in the last episode, but, I mean, uh, Chet, I like him here. Uh, I like how he fits defensively with the young core. I think that he just fits what they're trying to do. Yeah, Thunder are trying to build a team of tall, lengthy motherfuckers. 
and it looks low-key kind of nice, not going to lie. Well, yeah, and it's not just about tall length, uh, tall lengthy guys. It's also just the skills that all these players have. Yeah. So you have Shet, who's very skilled. You have Poku, if he ever comes around, he's very skilled. And they have Shea, who's tall. Like, if he's your point guard and Giddy's your shooting guard, that is a tall uh, back six, 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 eight. Yeah. Where the fuck is... Bro. What? I don't... I don't even know. <laughs> Where are you going? Where the fuck is? Never mind. Um, um, but yeah, I, I really, I really like what the Thunder did this draft. But I think they need. We'll talk to, more about their other picks. Yeah. Yeah, I think they need to eventually transition still to because like you still have like twenty first round picks. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do with that? Yeah, they team, got when your team already looks like they're ready to go and like start competing. Now, obviously not for, like, fucking championships or anything, but just to be a competitive team again. The problem with that many young players all together is it's hard to develop them all at once. So they got, what, three lottery picks in this year's draft? They have so many young players. (laughs) Exactly. They have more. And and I guess they started kind of with the the Knicks trade. I think they traded, like, three first-round picks. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, later when we get to it a bit more in depth. But, yeah, i seen that move as them trying to use those picks for something. But, it, again, those picks are just used for a young prospect. So, it's it's kind of a lateral move because they did yeah. use those no, picks. No, I agree. I like how they package them for one player, but the player still isn't going to help you win now. Um, <laughs> they, saw, they saw Usman Dango and they were like, fuck. Yeah, they, they, did were, everything like, for him. they were like, we got to trade the whole farm. They are like, that's our 6'10 lengthy guy. Hell no. Bro, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I knew I knew if he wasn't going to the Spurs, he'd be going to the Thunder somehow. Uh, they really wanted him, and yeah, but I think that this next season will be one where they start competitive and then fall off, and I think after next year is when they're going to actually push to be competitive. Um, I think that this year they will try a little bit, but won't be as much. Um, you still have a rookie, Chet Holmgren. You still have all these players. Shea is, what, 20? He's 23 right now, so he'll be, like, 25 um, by the time that happens. So, yeah, I see – yeah, I can see them being competitive a little bit next year, but they really try and make that push the year after. So that would be the 2023-2024 season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So – Number three pick, the Rockets. I kind of feel bad for the Rockets because they really wanted Paulo. They wanted Paulo. Everybody thought, well, I'd say the majority of people thought he was going to go to the Rockets. And they got Jabari Smith. So, what do you think I about mean, this pick I, for them? The thing is, you can't complain about that. That is still a fantastic pick one. Because now you have a one and two option. Yeah. Here's why I kind of like this is because the Magic don't have that number one guy. The Rockets, the Rockets do. do. No, so I, agree. I think that in terms of complementary pieces, I think that Jabari just works better off of uh, Jabari. Not Jabari. I think Jabari works better off of Jalen Green in some sense. And yeah, if we're just talking about, I think the Rockets, they didn't really need that main guy because they already have their main guy that they got last year with the second overall pick. And then now they have that supporting piece who can play off of him really nicely due to his shooting and yeah, his shooting and his two way (laughs) ability. But yeah, I just think that 
It kind of worries me, though, that the Rockets still don't have that playmaker because Jabari is going to need a lot of shots created for him. And I'm kind of worried that Jalen Green's going to get tunnel visioned. And I think that the main thing for this duo to work is Jalen Green to kind of work on his driving kick game. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for this duo to be successful, that's what what step he kind of needs to make to get him more involved. And I'm not sure how Kevin Porter Jr. is as the primary point guard, primary playmaker going forward. Uh, We'll have to see what happens there. But the pick is good. I'd give it like, I I didn't write the Thunder one. I'd I'd give the Thunder one an A, Paulo like an A minus. And then this pick, I'd probably give an A minus as well. I agree. So I think think they're all A's. Yeah, I agree. I think each pick is an A. Uh, the fourth pick, lots of people are hating on the Kings for this pick, saying that they're clowns. And I knew that was kind of not happen. educated. No, yeah. Like, no, obviously, he doesn't. Keegan Murray? Who the hell is Keegan Murray? I literally Keegan saw Murray. that shit in some Twitter comments. I'm like, bro, you clearly just don't fucking it's know because they, It's because they literally didn't do any research. So, obviously, they're not going to know who he is. Keegan they Murray just, is like, they just like know the fucking, highlight guys. Keegan Murray's a fucking stellar pick. I, I will forever stand by that. I've been wanting them to uh, draft him since I fucking heard about him. And you also just need to think about the King situation. Jaden Ivey made it very clear, very clear that he did he not want to go. go to the Kings. <laughs> he literally told them, I do not want to go there. So what do they want to do? Draft him anyway? That is just, that is awful because you're probably going to have some shit where he requests a trade on draft night and then you have to trade him away. Like, it's just stupid. Why would you pick someone who doesn't want to be playing for your franchise? You know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And you also have to think about the Kings, their direction, and their previous history. Um, They've been drafting point guards for whatever reason for the past (laughs) couple of drafts. And now they get a player that can help them right away, which is apparently what they want to do. And, yeah, is is it the best direction? I don't agree with them trying to go into a win now direction, but I think this is the best move for what they're trying to do. And I think he fits like he fits extremely well for what they're trying to do. No, he does fit. And and I can see the Kings being competitive next year. I can too. Do they have a coach? Or are they gonna have um, to... Warriors guy? Uh Daryl Mori. <laughs> <laughs> Kings head um... coach. Um Mike Brown. Yes. Mike Brown. He was, uh, it looks like he was an assistant coach for the Warriors. For the Warriors. Yeah. He was on the, I mean, hey, if he was with Steve Kerr, I trust Steve Kerr as a coach. No, I, I, agree. Guess I'll trust I like, him I like coach. that. I like that uh, coaching choice from the Kings. But like, you could, I could definitely see the Kings being good, not good, but making that, making the playoffs. Making, I could see them making a playoff push next year because you have Sabonis. If they get the depth. Right now, Despite the depth that. is very questionable. True. Um, but yeah, I think that it just depends on this free agency. But I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if they are a sleeper team because they have a um, they have a yeah. yeah they have a really good five. And then I don't know what they plan on doing with Rashawn Holmes. Like once the bonus got there, I'm pretty sure he started getting like fucking. Yeah, I had to drop him from fantasy quick because uh, <laughs> I had him when that all happened. But yeah, Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, I've seen lots of rumors with him. He's definitely not going to be back there. Yeah, they just really need, like, some I depth. think he's under contract, though, so they'd have to trade him. 
They are definitely going to trade him. I've seen the Bulls as the main rumored team because he's from Illinois and uh, they kind of do need a backup center. So what? I'm looking at I'm looking at the updated rosters with the with the rookies in 2K. They have Rashawn Holmes listed as a stretch five. He is a stretch five. Let's look at his three point numbers this year. I mean, he's probably better than Cat at that position because he attempted (laughs) 0.13s a game (laughs) and shot 40%. He shot 40% from three this season. It's just funny because he's listed as a stretch five with a C-minus three-pointer. Like, what? Men's attempted, like, 10 threes this season. (laughs) They're like, yep, stretch five. Exactly. That's happening with, like, older players. I hate how they give older players, like, a good three-point rating. Yeah. They never shot threes. Because they shoot, like, a couple threes. Yeah. They shoot... 30% 30% on 0.1 attempts per game. And they're like, oh, he's a shooter. He's a, he's a god. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that the Keegan-Murray pick obviously doesn't have the highest potential. But what, for what they're trying to do, it it fits. And I'm not surprised. Like, people were surprised with this pick. I already knew that they were going to go this route. I'm so – I didn't – I thought they were going to go a different route. I'm so glad that they actually did go with it. I really thought they were going to go after, like – just some other wing but yeah i'm really glad like the dynamic you get you're gonna see with him and hb in the the wing Mm, position yeah the forward positions that's that's really nice Um, yeah now they just need some shooting and defenders around that core really um but i just think that i give it like a b b plus just because he doesn't have the highest ceiling that's the only reason really but i think everything else is there the fit and the timeline it's just that as a fourth overall pick, you'd want a guy with a higher ceiling, but yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's not I think his ceiling is high. I think his ceiling is high high enough. I'd still I am low key still looking to give it like a like an A minus B plus range. All right, you do that then. Um so we got we got Jaden Ivy next. He went fifth to the Pistons. I love this pick. I think that the Pistons are probably the winner of the draft for me personally. Pistons did a massive W this draft. Jaden Ivey is one of my favorite players coming out of the draft, and I think that he fits beautifully next to Cade Cunningham and will make a dynamic backcourt duo, uh, him and Cade. Killian Hayes is getting pushed out. We're going to have to see what his future holds, but I I don't know. I, <laughs> I even at the time did not like that pick for them. Um, I don't know why they went with it at the time. And, yeah, I don't know. It was a risk, and it did not pay off. So now they got their guy to pair next to Cade. And he's got a lot of potential. I think that Jaden Ivey has one of the highest ceilings in the draft, personally. Um, yeah, I think that him and Cade can play off each other very well. And, yeah, it's a, it's a big W. Do you have any, any thoughts on this pick? No, I think it was the – I think that was another obvious pick. Couldn't he also has deep it. ties to um, Detroit because um, I think is I think he's from Detroit, or he has no he's from okay he's from Indiana but his mom played in the WNBA for the Detroit team, and I think his his grandpa played with the Lions so he does have some Detroit connections, and he's really happy to be there which is what you want from a <laughs> bottom team you know you want your guys that you're drafting to be excited to be there 
Yeah. And I really like I really like Jaden. I'm really excited to get to see him play in the NBA at the NBA level and just, you know, get more fandom for him. I agree. No, I like Jaden Ivy. He'll be really good for the Pistons there. With that, yeah. you just have a dynamic uh, backcourt. Yeah, so uh, versatile too. Exactly. Um, like they can play off each yeah. other really well. <clears throat> I'm dying apparently. Jesus Christ, you are dying, bro. So next up, <laughs> Benedict Matherin went sixth to the Pacers, the Canadian boy. Um, yes, I'm a Pacers fan now. Just kidding. You, you really like Benedict? No, not. But I really, Just I really wanted Canadian. him. To, I really wanted him. <laughs> I really wanted him to fall to us, but it's eight to, but, to uh, us. You said to us. You a Pacers fan, bro? No. <laughs> you us said you want him the, to fall us to is, us. Us is in the no. Pelicans. Oh, I thought you. Oh, never mind. I thought you were turning to a okay. Pacers fan, my guy. Who would not, do that to I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not out of my mind. Yet. <laughs> yet. yet. <laughs> um, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of this pick. I personally am a guy that I think Shaden Sharp would have been better at this position. I like the high potential pick there, yeah. Just because of that. If you're the Pacers, you're really trying to hit the high potential picks. And I think that Benedict Matherin has a lower ceiling than Shaden Sharp. I still personally. think he has a high I still think he has a high ceiling though. And that's why I'm not terribly mad about it. I think he does too, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that I would have liked Matherin better on the Blazers and Sharp better on the Pacers personally. Um but I'm not too mad at this pick. Again, it's probably like a a B plus, I'd say. I think yeah, I think uh Mathrin's like the lower risk, lower risk. Jaden Ibe is an A plus. I forgot to mention and, that. Yeah. And uh yeah, I think uh Mathrin's the low risk, low reward, but uh lower risk, sharp, lower reward. Sharp yeah. is the high higher risk, higher reward. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> um but yeah, I still think that he's a really good player and that he'll fit in really well. Yeah. Um yeah. But Shaden Sharp, I have a soft spot for him. And I really like him, but no, I, I like Benedict Matherin too. I think he's going to be pretty good. Uh, so let's hope that he's pretty good because <laughs> obviously we don't want to wish upon downfall for any of these players, but statistically there has to be bust. There's every draft. It's not something that you necessarily want to think of, but it's something that is a reality. Cause if you look back at every draft, there are like in every draft, there's a pick in the top five that isn't good. Or yeah. is disappointing. Almost every draft. Um, so, yeah, I wonder what it'll be for this draft down the line. Um, let's move on to the number seven pick. Portland Trailblazers take my guy, Shaden Sharp. Um, I just, like, I like it, but I don't, I don't understand what the Trailblazers are trying to do, man. Like, here's my, did, did yeah. he, I, I guess Shaden Sharp just didn't really fucking impress them in uh, draft workouts to think that they can also – have him as a piece that they can compete with Dame with. But here's my thing. Dame was one of the guys that was really impressed by him. Yeah. But if you're Dame, why would you want a guy like Shaden Sharp who isn't the best compliment to your game? He was just that fucking good. Well, yeah, but if you're Damian Lillard, wouldn't you think in your head like, damn, I know I can score. I need people to stop the other team. You know, but he – I think he sees – Shaden Sharp has a great score, and obviously Damian Lillard prioritizes scoring because that's his fucking game. So I think that 
he just likes scores and he's not actually focused on what would actually help the team. He's just like, I see a player that reminds me of myself. I see a player that can score the basketball. Let's get another uh, guard who's six foot four. You know, Especially, I think he's like six five, six six, six five. Probably. He's definitely a six five. Yeah. Oh no, he's six six six. Okay, still, but he's still my point is that no, yeah, it's, it's still another, like doesn't like yeah. I think it's better for the future. But the thing is, it definitely they is, just yeah. traded for Jeremy Grant. And I assume they want to look at Miles Bridges or something along those lines, too. Granted, they're yeah. probably going to end up with Nurkage back. Yeah. And, and then you have Simons, too. Yeah, that's the thing. Anthony Simons is there. So you have Lillard, Simons. Like, how many minutes are you actually going to play with Shaden Sharp in the first couple of years? Because like they don't have he's very young. They bring back those and... guys. And then he's not going to be able to, like – do what he does, which is score the basketball, because he has three other players in front of him that have shown they obviously need the fucking basketball. Yeah, and the thing is, it's just another Anthony Simons situation. Like, I knew Anthony Simons was this good, even when, you know, he but he was stuck behind Dame, so we couldn't see that. So now Shane Sharp is going to be in that Anthony Simons role where he's just stashed behind Dame and Anthony Simons, potentially, for the next couple of years. And then he's going to show up in a couple of years and get the opportunity and people are going to be like, whoa, this Shaden Sharp kid, he's just been sitting behind Dame the whole time. Yeah, because Dame fucking wanted that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, he just wants a guy to sit behind him. Like, I don't like, know. Like, Dame, request a trade, bro. Like, please. Yeah, because Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons, like, those two together, I would love that. Yeah, bro. The, the Blazers take, like, one good step and then they take, like, three steps back, man. Yeah, like, they'll make a trade, and you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then they'll do something stupid, and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with the Blazers? Yeah, like, Shaden Sharp's my guy. It's, I just don't think it's the best situation for him, and I don't think that it's the best pick for the Blazers for what they're trying to do. So, I'd give the, like, Shaden Sharp, I think, is an A prospect. But I'd give this pick, like, a B. Um, just because I think that there were better options that could help you right now. I would like it more. If they traded Dame, exactly. No, if they if Dame wasn't on this roster, this would be a. It's an A plus. Yeah, exactly. No, this would be an A plus, an A A plus. But because they still have Dame, because Anthony is still there, it's just yeah. I don't know. Um, it's just the eighth overall pick. Your Pelicans. Uh, talk to me about this pick and getting Dyson Daniels. We got our Lonzo Ball back, man. Yeah. So. I mean, hopefully the shooting comes around. That's kind of the main concern, but he's starting to improve more as a shooter. And here's the thing. Yes. The Pelicans have my fucking boy, Fred Vincent. My guy has shooting coach. Yes. He's fixed Lonzo's jumper. He's held B.I.'s jumper. He's held Zion's jumper. Fucking um, Zion's jumper. Herb? Herb's how jumper? Help, how does he help Zion's jumper? Who the fuck do you think works with him all the time to actually be able to shoot the basketball? I guess so, yeah. Have you seen uh, what Zion looks like now? My boy looks shredded, apparently. Man is, man is fucking shredded. Man looks like the real-life version of the Hulk. He is Zanos. Oh, my God, he looks version of the Hulk. He's the Incredible Hulk. He's not, he's not Zanos. He's the Zulk. <laughs> 
bro, he looks so jacked. No homo. Um, I- I'm scared. Finally got, finally got him eating right. Fuck. Yeah, facts. Bro, that's gonna be scary. And he's only he's only twenty one. <laughs> twenty two, but goddamn, it does his potential. I'm excited for this Pelicans team, and I think that Dyson Daniels is just going to be a good fit as that guy who can play make, the guy that could potentially play off the ball, and as a guy that could just defend, defend, like you were saying, and just really fit in with that culture, buy-in. And the beauty of going to the, the Pelicans is you don't need to be a big contributor right away, but you have guys around you that can help you do that. I think that the Pelicans are a situation where you could come in as a young player and succeed right away, like we seen last year too. with now you're, Jose. Now you're, and... of, now you're a part of like a, uh, a good culture, too. Yeah, the culture's looking nice. You got like Jose Alvarado there, Herb Jones. Like You got those young defensive players who are going to help you out and kind of show you the ropes. And then you got some vets there, like uh, CJ McCollum, who's... CJ McCollum's a great leader. So I really like... CJ McCollum in that sense, even though on the court sometimes didn't look the best in the playoffs for the Pelicans, he's still an amazing leader. And I mean, I just think that Dyson Daniels, there's not a lot of pressure for him. He could just continue to work at the professional level and he can make an impact whenever he's ready and just fit in with what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else with Dyson Daniels? Nope. Terrific pick. Pelicans Um, have been drafting really fucking good lately. Past yeah, seasons. I'd give it like an A minus. For what's on the board, I think it, it was the best pick. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um. So the ninth pick, the Spurs, they took Jeremy Sohan. So, what do you think of this pick for the Spurs? I mean, the Spurs do this where they take their the the guy that they want higher than you kind of expect. So, yeah, I'm okay I don't. With it. Where did you have them? I had them at twelve. I think I, I had him go where. to the Knicks. Okay, so 11. So, we, so oh, yeah, you did because I was right after. So, a little bit higher than we expected. Um, but, I mean, that's not really a big issue. Yeah, I'm not I don't know. about it. No, yeah, exactly. And I think the Spurs needed forwards. I think that was kind of their main positional need. I think that the forward position is kind of weak for them. Like, you have Keldon Johnson, and then after that's like, Doug McDermott. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of depth at that position, and Dougie, Dougie, but like he's not—he's old. He's just too old. (laughs) Uh, But Jeremy Sohan, I think that he just seems like a Spurs guy with the way he plays with energy, the way he (laughs) two K (laughs) eighteen, classic song. But when the song when the soundtrack's better than the game, bro, the two K eighteen soundtrack is better than the game. Was so much better than the game. (laughs) <laughs> that's so sad um but yeah jeremy sohan i think that he just fits what the spurs are trying to do he brings good hustle good defense and you know he's he's a winning player and or wait is he i don't even remember march madness what did baylor do in march madness <laughs> they choked didn't they oh well then <laughs> never mind <laughs> I, I, think I, don't even remember earlier, I think they lost earlier than we expected them to I couldn't even tell you who won March Madness. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, Kansas? <laughs> Fuck, I don't, I don't know. I like how hype March Madness is. It's just for us to forget. I mean, yeah, no, that's facts. I don't even know who, like, what 
player from this draft won March Madness, really. Um, but yeah, no. This pick is, I mean, for what they need, for what was on the board, I think it's solid. I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's the worst. Um, but I really like how he can fit into the Spurs development system. And I think that he can really develop there and flourish. So yeah. I think for him, it's a big W. I'd give it like a B, B plus. Yeah, in that range. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. None of these picks so far, I'm really like mad at. I think all of them are solid. Um, solid at the minimum. So, yeah. Who had the... So it was... This was nice. So Johnny Davis went 10th, correct? Yeah. Just like I Good said. Selection. Good selection. I knew they were going to go with Johnny Davis. Just because... Just because this point guard class isn't the best. and there's I not just really wasn't sure if he was going to be that. there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I kind of seen that he was falling a bit in uh, mock drafts. I'm not sure why. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he's a good player for now and for the future kind of thing. I think he can play right away and make an impact. I think that if you are moving on from Beal, he's a guy that could also be a pretty good player. Yeah. Um, I'm still like not sure what to make of Johnny Davis yet, but I think that this pick, um, I think it addresses some needs. So I think it's a W. So, I mean, with the 10th overall pick and what's on the board, I think this was the player that the best you could do. It definitely addresses, it definitely addresses their needs of, not having a fucking point guard on the roster. Also not having a defender on the roster. <laughs> that too. Yeah, um, I just like Johnny Davis as a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Yeah, I agree. I just don't know like what to expect from the Wizards because they have Beal, Beal reportedly coming back, I think. I Probably. Knowing Beal. Beal. Knowing Beal, he's going to sign a minimum just to stay there instead of going to another team for a max. Then they have Kristaps Kuz. So front court. Rui, Denny. Oh, you're just naming. Yeah. So they'll probably have I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have play a some they, next year. They, uh, yeah, I agree. But they have a pretty solid five, actually. And then some solid wing guys uh depth guys as well. They have too so much like, depth, is kind of my problem. Has been the um, problem. They're kind of one of those, yeah, exactly. But I think that Beal is gonna play lots of five because, or not five, <laughs> the five. Gonna, Bradley Beal at the center. Bradley no. Beal running center. He's gonna Beal go guard Joel. <laughs> Joel is gonna have a two hundred point game, bro. Um, I think he yeah, could no. too. Like if, if legit, if he had Bradley if Beal Bradley guarding Beal's him, I think I game. think Joel and Beal could have two hundred fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, jo- Joel's almost got a foot on him, and he's got <laughs> fucking muscle, and Beal's just not that guy defensively. But no, it's a solid pick. I'd give it like a B, B plus again. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's a solid, lot of picks not really much. Are like solid picks like that. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, now we're at the Knicks situation. So the Knicks took Osumane Dang. And then they traded him for three future first-round picks. So, Dang is now on the Thunder. I um, for Thunder, I'm not sure about three first-round picks for him. I don't know. What do you think about 
what the Knicks I mean, are doing because lots of people are mad at the Knicks. I I am mad at the Knicks. You are. Why so? Because I like the pick. The pick they made. Oh my god, my head. What the fuck? Holy shit. I like the pick they. I like that. I like that pick for the Knicks at eleven. But what picks did they get? Like I know it was three, and I think one of them was later in the draft. Oh, I thought they were all future picks. I think one was later in the draft. I could be wrong though. But like realistically, I don't know how good you expect these picks to be. Is my thing. No, yeah. The thing is, I'm not the biggest fan of overseas players on the Knicks. Um, they don't really Fair. turn out the best. You know, you got Frankie Smokes. Um, you've got Danilo Gallinari. I don't know. I just think that... Well, no, Danilo wasn't. I don't know. European player, overseas player on the Knicks just give me bad vibes. Um, and I feel like... I just don't know how I feel about his fit if he were to stay on the Knicks, personally. I don't think that he would really get the full development there. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, for the Thunder, again, it's another really raw player, a really raw, skinny player that you're adding to the team, which, fine, I guess. Um, And they actually used some picks for something. I'm just not sure if this is the guy that I would have used that was picks for, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. So... I mean, for the Knicks side, I'd give it like I don't know. I I don't know what these picks are. So yeah, that's my that's picks. my main problem. I don't know what the fuck the picks are. Osuman Dang trade. Um, I I think one is a future Nuggets pick, and one is a future Timberwolves pick, maybe. Um. Okay. Okay. Here it is. A protected Detroit Pistons. Washington Wizards and Denver Nuggets first round picks in 2023. So all next year. So all next year picks, one from the Nuggets, one from the Wizards, and one from the Pistons. Um, I like that for the Knicks. Just because I like it for the Knicks because they get value. And maybe they did this to try and make a splash for a superstar. Build up that draft capital. Because I think it is nice to have some draft capital in your back pocket, especially if you're the New York Knicks because you're in New York. Um, let's go to the Knicks. So I think if you weren't going to get the most out of the guys who were there, I think getting some future assets and some draft capital isn't that bad. That's fair. So, I mean, you could use those picks. You could trade them. I don't think it's the worst thing. Um, yeah, I'd give it like a B all around for both sides. I don't really think that's a clear winner and loser. I think it's just kind of cool. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. And for the players that were on the board, I'm not too mad that they didn't go with a guy like AJ Griffin or Jalen Duran. So, I mean, obviously I think AJ Griffin fell as far as he did. It's because of the injuries, bro. I told you. Um, But we'll get that. Can you tell me that? Yes, I did. I, I fucking, I already, no, I already knew about that shit, though. <laughs> well, then, never mind. <laughs> Guess you already knew. I re-educated you. There you go. Um, we had the, oh, yeah, it was the Thunder. So, the Thunder drafted with this pick. Who was it again? I didn't even have them in my lottery. But apparently Jay- they, Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams, that's who it was. Um, he's a wing, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I didn't do much. Forward, yeah. I, 
yeah, I didn't do much research on him because I didn't think he was going to be in the lottery. But <laughs> I did see that he did jump up during um, pre-draft stuff. Makes sense. I seen that his stock was going pretty high. Uh, his comparison here is Josh Primo. Not sure how to feel about that. What a weird comparison. Just, he seems just like an all-around guy. He's not the quickest, it says, but he's got good size. Yeah, he's a six-six wing. So I mean, that makes sense. He's strong, good jump shot. He's twenty-one. And it says he's pretty NBA ready. So I actually, I actually don't mind that for the Thunder. Um, to get a guy who's more NBA ready, he just seems like a nice complimentary piece from what I'm seeing. Which is um, fair because the Thunder have a lot of fucking guys. Because they don't, they don't need like the stars because they have their stars. They yeah. just need kind of that complimentary piece. And what did he shoot from three? Okay, he was a he was a thirty nine, basically forty percent three point shooter, three attempts per game. He just seems like an all around wing. Um, which I like for them because I think the wing position is kind of weak for them. And I think that they – I wanted them to get an older prospect. And that's – yeah. So I wanted them to get older, an older prospect in this draft, someone that can help right away. And they do get that. So I think it's all right. I need to see more on him, more from him. So I'd give it like a B just because don't know about him too much. So I can't really make a, a consensus. Kind of like – Kind of yeah. like a player that we'll we'll see how good he looks for them. Yeah, it's just cool for now. We we need to see it. Obviously, first part of getting the first part of getting players and developing them is no. The first part of a player evaluating how they are as a player. Fuck, I'm saying. <laughs> I was gonna say what? <laughs> what I meant to say was that. <laughs> The job isn't over. These players all have great potential, and they're all on teams now, but the work isn't over. So we need to see how they move on from here, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because potential is just that. It's just potential. It's an imaginary thing. So we need to see these players actually prove why they're given these high statuses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the 13th overall pick, right? 13? Yeah, yeah. 13. Um. Got Jalen Duran, which at first I was like, okay, this is great. But they traded this pick because I feel like they didn't see that much difference from Duran to Mark Williams. So they were like, let's just get Mark let's Williams get and trade this guy with higher value, essentially. Yeah. Um, so he went to he's on the Pistons in a three team trade. So the Pistons get Jalen Duran, Walker. And I don't know what the other moving pieces are. Let me see. Um, Jalen Duran trade because I don't. Oh, it was okay. I so think the it was Pistons, Kemba. Yeah, the Pistons basically traded um, Jeremy Grant for Jalen Duran. Oh yeah, because the only thing they threw in was the um, the, the pick, pick that they, they got, got for Jeremy Grant. Yeah. So I think that's a W. I agree. I think that's. I think that's it, it makes w. the trade look a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the trade: the Pistons they got those guys, the Knicks got that pick, and then so the Hornets get a Nuggets first round pick and four seconds. Wait, is that four? One, two, three, four. Yeah, four second round picks and a first. 
So the first round pick they got is a Nuggets 2023 first round pick, which is lottery protected and a bunch of second round picks. So, I mean, for the Hornets side, it's all right. I mean, I guess you're, I don't even know how they got the 15th overall pick, what that was from. Um, because they have two, they had the 13th uh, and the 15th. Oh, the right? Pelicans? It would definitely not be the Pelicans. Actually, the wait. Hornets? I think it was the Pelicans. Oh, the Pelicans for the, the Devontae Graham. That was the, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that was the pick. <laughs> that was the protected pick that could have gone to the other team was Portland that it could have gone to. Yeah, from the CJ trade. So it could have either, it could have gone to the Portland, the Pelicans, or uh, Charlotte, depending where the Pelicans landed. So, yeah. Yeah, that is their pick. For the Pistons, this is a W. I think you just flip Jeremy Grant for Jalen Duran, who I think could be a really good player. Um, the center position, they already have Beef Stew. so But I kind of like having Beef Stew and Jalen Duran kind of fighting, literally, um, <laughs> for those minutes and for that opportunity. And then just kind of rolling with that tandem until one kind of rises above the other. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to move on from Kelly Olenek probably uh, just because he's making that salary. They want to free up salary. And just because that center position is kind of stacked right now with, I mean, fucking Luca Garza, I guess, just got left in the dust, eh? But, nah, bro. He's a yeah. Luka. No, he is not. He's like 24 <laughs> and he's just a college player. He is a college star that just doesn't transfer over. There's lots of those red shirt, not not red shirts, but seniors that do that. They're gods in the NCAA, and then they get drafted at 24, and then they just ride the bench. <laughs> um, I mean, they get their paycheck, though. But I think that for the Pistons, this is, this is a W. I think for the Knicks, I mean, they didn't really. They just basically gave up a second to get rid of Kemba Walker, essentially. Yeah. And Pistons are buying out Kemba Walker, so we're going to have to see what he can do still at this age and Nothing. who's going to take a risk on him. I can see the Clippers potentially as a front runner. Um, that's really about it. So I don't really know what other team is going to take a stab at Kemba Walker. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to see. It's kind of the Isaiah Thomas situation where scorer that uses speed but loses the speed. Yeah. Undersized guard as well um that speed is a big part of their game but the speed isn't there so really what are you doing if you're that big of a liability defensively and you've lost a bunch of those steps yeah um, yeah but I, st- I still got i still got love for my boy kemba um 14th overall pick o'shea went to the Cavs. like i said was gonna happen um not really much else to talk about we already kind of <laughs> talked about it earlier Mark Williams to the Hornets again, like I predicted. I really like him on this team. And I think that for the Hornets to get both those centers and then flip for some assets, I think is pretty good of them. So I like this for the Hornets. And Mark Williams, I like. The Hawks, as you said, uh, they got A.J. Griffin, who fell in the draft. I think he's perfect complementary piece uh, on that team. I agree. They needed shooting, they needed off-ball players, and they needed wings. And they get a player who is the one of the youngest players in the draft. He's only 18. So, fuck, he's younger than us, man. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, he's only 18 years old, and yeah, he's just a, a guy that could be a good defensive player, potentially, because of his frame and his instincts. You also have that amazing shooting ability, which I think will complement very well. So, like, I think that if you have Trey, A.J. Griffin, DeAndre Hunter going forward as your kind of one through three, I think that that unit with those guys together, I think, just complements Trey very well. Yeah. No, I agree. And you get the best guy on the board. I think it's a really good pick. Obviously, there's the injury concerns, but, I mean, I still think it's a good pick for them. I'd give it, like, an A-, minus, probably. Yeah, um, no. It's, a, it's like the pick that... You know, he found them. There's no reason that they... He fell in their lap. He's a perfect fit. Yeah, Why exactly. wouldn't you do it, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. And then after that, um, not really much else that we're too aware of. Malachi Branham actually fell to the Spurs. Um, I think you had him going in your mock draft, I believe. Yeah. Well, why are we going to talk about it? Because I had him going to Cleveland. Yeah, I know you did. Lots of people did. Lots of people <laughs> had him true. in the 14 to 17 range. So it's interesting why he dropped. But I think that for the Spurs to pick him up, I think is a pretty good selection for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bulls draft another point guard, which I, I don't know why. Because they're Dalen, the Bulls. Dalen Terry is another point guard. When they already have Lonzo, they already have Caruso, they already have Iowa DeSumo, they already have Kobe White. Because they're scared Lonzo's going to get hurt. But to have three young point guards behind him? <laughs> that seems very excessive. Um, I really like what the Timberwolves did. So, actually, no. Do I? <laughs> they traded... Do I? They traded for Walker Kessler, who I like. He's a center prospect. Um, but then they flipped... They got Ty Ty Washington and Walker Kessler for their 19th overall pick, which I like. And then they traded Ty Ty Washington for Wendell Moore, who's just a shooting wing. So, I mean, I like it. They get like a a strong, sturdy kind of 3 and D center, and then they get um, a nice 3 and D wing. So, I like it for them. Um, anything else from this? Oh, yeah. Uh, D'Anthony Melton trade. Let's talk about that. So, the Sixers acquired D'Anthony Melton for the 23rd overall pick and Danny Green. I just wanted to get off Danny Green. Is Danny Green going to get bought out or is he going to actually play for the Grizzlies? He makes like 10 mil. It would be difficult to buy him out. I didn't know if he was expiring or not, if this was the last year of his contract. But I guess it's not. Because Danny Pretty sure he has game. one more year. Pretty sure he has. Yeah. One. So this season he's under contract. I think he'll stay. I think that he'll be a good complimentary piece with that team. A vet, a three and D guy. Um, and if they really wanted to, they could build his value and trade him at the deadline, kind of thing. Or even, value. or even do an Andre Iguodala thing and just sit him and then trade him at the deadline because of the mystery that is Danny Green. Yeah. Yeah. Just because maybe the mystery of him would be more enticing as trade value. Instead of if he plays bad for the Grizzlies, then you wouldn't really be able to move on from him. You're getting a but great defensive player who can shoot the three as well. For the Grizzlies, I mean, it kind of makes sense because they already have Tyus Jones and Jaw. So DeAnthony Melton was kind of the at that shooting out. guard position and kind of the odd yeah. man out. Um, 
I'm not really the biggest fan of this trade for the Grizzlies, though, just because I'm not really a fan of the um, the player they got in the pick. Like, it's all right, but I don't know. I think it's kind of a step back in some ways. I really like it for the Sixers, though. The Grizzlies did that last year for me, too, though. Yeah, no, that's true. They know what they're doing, so I trust it, I guess. Um, but D'Anthony Melton I really like for the Sixers team because that depth isn't very good. And I think D'Anthony Melton is a guy that is under a really good contract. Pretty sure he's making like $8 million a year for two more years. Or something really good, really budgety. Yeah. And he's just a guy that can play really good perimeter defensively. And he can shoot in the catch and shoot occasionally. He's improved as a three-point shooter these past two years. Um, he's been a 37 and then a 41% three-point shooter on four attempts per game and five attempts per game. And yeah, he's just that, that guy who's good defensively. He can, you know, he's quick with the ball. He can be a good decision maker. And I think he really complements that team, what they're trying to do. And he's just a really good depth piece for them that they didn't really have to give up anything for. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually really like it. I think D'Anthony Melton is a guy that could come in and be a really good, a really good backup point guard for them or backup shooting guard, depending on how it goes. Yeah. I think it's a, you don't really give up much and you get a player that can step in right away and be a good player. So, um, the Heat draft Jovich. So I, I I kind of found that funny because the whole thing with Jokic and uh the Morris brother, Merkel oh, yeah, Morris, yeah. and then now they get another, they get Nikola Jovic. They're gonna they're gonna have some beef. They're gonna think that he's yeah. <laughs> um, the Bucks draft Marion Bochamp, who I've heard some good things about. Yeah, Patrick Baldwin. I've heard some good things about. Great, great uh, floor spacer. Who? Baldwin. Yeah, he went to the Warriors, so I guess the Warriors just get um, Steph even more stacked. Six ten, and then. Curry. Oh my god, um, and the Rockets get Ty Ty Washington, which I like. I really want Ty Ty to go to a team that would act that actually needs a point guard. Yeah, and needs to play at that position. Um, I don't really think there's much like losers of this draft, if I'm being honest. Oh yeah, did you see the Pelicans got uh, EJ Liddell? Yes, I did. Big W. Big w. <laughs> Lots of people had him going 17. <laughs> so I mean, that's a W. That's a W. I'm not sure how he kind of fits with. Can he shoot? Can he swim? <laughs> yes, I can shoot. Um, I'm not sure how good he is as a shooter, just because. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what his fit would be with Zion and with um, with Larry Nance and with potentially Jackson Hayes. I don't really know how he fits with all those guys already there. I think he's just uh, they want him primarily to be a defender. Which... Yeah, but there we have Larry Nance. So that's why I was kind of like, I kind of see him close to a Larry Nance already. That's so... true. Now, Larry Nance is like, he's not old, but like, it's like 28, so I guess doesn't really fit the timeline as much as... He's like 23. Oh, no. 23? Yep. Oh, yeah, I guess he was old on the older on the Lakers than I thought he was when he was... Oh, yeah, he's 29. He is turning 30. Damn. Where did the time go? Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. Isaiah Mobley, Evan Mobley's brother, went to the Cavs. So I like that. Oh, they actually draft. He actually went to Cleveland. I saw. I knew he got drafted. I didn't know he actually they went got to him. Forty nine. They got him with the second round pick. They got Isaiah Mobley. I like that. Um, I don't know what position he is or if he's good. I don't, I don't care how good he is or how bad he is. But he's a good playmaking, uh, defending uh, big. Okay, I don't care about how he plays. Gotta get that nice chemistry. Um, Mo Wagner and Franz are in Orlando too. The brothers are just teaming up, man. I like it. I love to see brothers on the same teams. I love to see that chemistry. And when the Martin brothers were together, um, obviously now. Caleb Martin, I think, is the one in Miami. Or is it? Yes. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, the last thing with this second round that I can really tell you, because I don't know much. Um, I think the Spurs... Oh, they also got Candy Chandler, who I like. So the Spurs took a W. But the Kings drafted Jaden Hardy. But then they traded him to Dallas. So... I don't know. I feel like I've seen lots of people say that I've kind of seen lots of people say that the Kings are kind of the loser of this draft just because they're not high as the Keegan Murray pick and because of this Jaden Hardy trade. Um, Jaden Hardy to the Mavericks. I really like that. I agree. No, I like that for Dallas. Mavericks keep finding those second round steals because I'm pretty sure Jalen Brunson was a second round pick. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like lots of their <laughs> players are second-round picks. Dorian Finney-Smith might be a second-round pick. Um, Kleba might be. I have no idea. I'm just saying this off the top of my head. But, yeah. Jaden Hardy, pretty high on him as a second-round pick. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be a superstar or anything. But you never know. Um, I think as a second-round pick, it's a W. I don't know what they traded. I think it was like cash. I don't know. Um... But yeah, King is doing King's things. But yeah, I don't, I don't really think there's any losers because I don't really think anyone made like a move that is okay. completely. Yeah, I don't think anybody made like a horrible move. No one made a move that was outside of what was expected. Obviously, down the line, maybe there we'll look back and there'll be some bad moves, but you can't really say winners and losers right before or right. After the draft, because yeah, the hindsight, hindsight always messes that up. Yeah, exactly. Nikola Jovic might become better than Nikola Jokic, and <laughs> they'll be the winners of this draft. No one's really talking about them right now, so it could be something like that. You never know. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think that it's hard to say winners and losers too when teams don't have more than one pick, just because like you're just basing off that one pick essentially. But I think that the winners of this draft, I'd probably say like the Spurs and the Pistons stand out for me. Um, mostly the Pistons. I think the Pistons are really the only team that I can definitely there's a, say. There's another team I had on my mind for a winner of the draft too, and I'm blanking right now. Was it like the like high picks? Was it the Thunder? No, it was the Thunder, Thunder, yeah. I think Thunder, Thunder are winners. Thunder, Pistons, I think those two teams are definitely winners um, just because of not just what they did with their top picks, which I think are amazing, but also because the rest of their picks, I think, were pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all in all, pretty good draft. I agree. I really like this draft. 
I mean, this draft isn't the most exciting, and it wasn't the most exciting night, but I think just for what these teams need, I think lots of teams come out of this draft happy. Yeah, um, I agree. With the decisions they make. No, no crazy trades, like some people were saying, no crazy upsets, Which, but I think everything I never, I never what they wanted. No, yeah, exactly. It's the draft. I don't think that – I think it would be dumb of you to make a trade – a big trade on draft night, honestly. Like, yeah. when have we seen the the biggest draft day trade is probably Jimmy Butler, Zach Levine one. That's like the only trade I can think of that. I mean, other than like Trey Young for Luca, but that was a prospect for a prospect. Yeah, kind of thing. One of the picks, one of the trades from this draft could be that. One of the maybe, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll have to see how it all unfolds. Um, but yeah, I think it's a W. I just want to see how these players actually perform with these teams. And I'm excited because now we're getting to free agency soon. We're getting to the off season ranking players and just seeing what teams do to improve their roster for next year. So, yeah, I think that's about everything. We talked about the NBA draft. We have not really much else. Um, the Jeremy Grant trade, we didn't really get to talk to that much. I forgot to talk that. about that much. But, I mean... It looks good now. It looks good now. They got Jeremy Grant, uh, who I think can help build more of a defensive identity. I think he's similar to the players that have played next to Dame in the past and have succeeded next to Dame. You know, those kind of defensive athletic forwards. They played on Team USA together. And I just think that's a really good fit. Yeah. No, I agree. And for them trying to win now, they didn't give up much. So I think it's a W all around because the Pistons flipped that pick into something good. And I think everyone comes out of – I think everyone out of the draft comes out happy, which you can't really say a whole lot. Which is lot. good. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Except Knicks is there anything else? <laughs> yeah, Knicks, Knicks fans are just – they're never happy, though. That's true. <laughs> also, R.J. Barrett is the – that was such a crazy stat. R.J. Barrett is the only player, if he gets his rookie ex- extension, which he most likely will. But if R.J. Barrett signs his rookie extension, he'll be the first player in Nick's draft history to make it past their, their rookie contract since a guy they drafted in 96. R.J. Barrett is a goat, man. That's all there is to it. That is, is insane it. to me. Like, 25 years – and you only have one rookie make it past their rookie contract RJ's on your team? I mean, I guess so. But, I mean, is he, though? He is that guy. Nah, Franz Wagner is better. <laughs> <laughs> just, just fucking kidding. Um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see when we rank players where he will list. Um... But yeah, I'm, good. I'm so I'm so hyped to rank players. I should probably get started on some rough drafts now. I'll send you some player pools just to make sure the positions are all equal and everything. But yeah, I'm excited for this off season. This draft was a W, and I think that's everything. Is there anything else before we end the show? Pelicans are making the finals. They're not just making the finals. They're, They're being swept in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> finals prediction next year. It's going to be the Pelicans versus the Pistons. Um, and, and Cade Cunningham is going to win the finals MVP. 
Kate Cunningham averages sixty. <laughs> Jesus, what a what a bad job defensively. I found the Pelicans. Jose Alvarado is gonna get traded, bro. I mean, he's fucking seven feet shorter than him. Seven inches. <laughs> seven feet. Yes, he's seven feet shorter. Man's is still in the womb. <laughs> yeah, that's everything for this episode of the Hoopers Live podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you tune in for the off-season content we have coming up in the future. That's all for us now. We'll see you in the next one. Take care and goodbye. Adios.